Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another episode of the Mystical Matchmaker Podcast. I'm your host, Marla Martinson, a.k.a. the Mystical Matchmaker. Uh, If you're not following me on Instagram, go uh, over there uh, at the Mystical Matchmaker. I post content pretty much every day, Uh, a lot of great tips, a lot of spiritual stuff. Um, If you haven't been with me before, welcome. I'm so glad you're stopping by. And if you are returning, thank you. So, um, yeah, I besides being a matchmaker, I've been a matchmaker for two decades, uh, high end. So the men are my paying clients, and then the women you, women can join the database for free. I have a um, a small group that I work with, very very um, curated, and then I'm a I'm a dating coach for women, and not only a dating coach, I'm a transformational coach. We do a lot of spiritual work. We'll do energy work. I'll pull cards. We'll do crystals. We'll do DNA downloads. I may channel the Pleiades. There's a lot of magic that happens. Um, but, you know, a lot of this work, it's really a, a work of a, of, the life, of a lifetime for most of us because the challenges that we came in with in this body when we decided to come in and do this 3D reality another lifetime, I definitely know that we you know, are multidimensional beings with, with past lives and many, many lifetimes. And one of my great challenges has been relationship. That's my karmic uh, that's kind of my issue. So I have always, I mean, I can say always, I'll, I'll just be honest here. You know, I've uh, continually for four decades chosen to be with men who are, have narcissistic uh, bent, uh, very chronically critical, um, you know, cruel, even um, controlling, um, so toxic (laughs) and I and what I did was I I stayed that is the thing you know you get with someone and then the the thing that I take responsibility the reason I don't say oh all these guys were a-holes or jerks because I they very very well may have been that they behaved that way but I did choose them choose to date them choose to move in with them marry them stay with them uh thank goodness I didn't have children with any of them but, but uh um, that made it easier when we did leave, but it was always a very devastating and we get very attached. We get very attached to these people. Um, I do readings, uh, you know, psychic intuitive readings and most of them are, are women wanting to know about love. And, and I do see that it's very uh, challenging to uh, extricate ourselves, our emotions, because we tend to be empaths and those, the empath and the narcissist, it's, a, it's a, like magnets, right? And not that all men are narcissists, but you know, but um, if something's not aligned, um, it's 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 can be very painful. And I know with my uh, situation situations, I've had men want to change me. They want to squash down what I'm doing. They want say, why are you? When I was an actor for many many years, I was married to a French chef, and 
he used to yell at me and say, when are you going to quit? When are you going to give up? Um, they, you know, what are you going to do? And uh, there's other things that I, you know, then when I really, really got into the spiritual uh, side of things, uh, my husband didn't, didn't like that. Well, why are you going to, you know, you really need to, to cut this in half. You've got to stop doing so much of this. This is not good. Just concentrate on your matchmaking. Why are you coaching? That's, it's not, it's toxic. It's, you know, he wanted to define what my career would be, what, what my activities would be for some reason, uh, whether it's to make them, the men feel more uh, empowered or in charge or they, want, they know better. But what I really coach when, I, when I've had to dig down inside myself and know that, that the things that, and this goes, I just want to hit this home for you ladies, what I feel inside of me, what I'm longing to do, whether it's sitting down writing poetry, walking in the forest, coaching someone, doing some energy work, going on a talking board, a Ouija board, and connecting. Whatever, whatever I want to do, regardless of what someone else's fears or upbringing or society tells them, no, that's not good, that's dangerous, that's not right. It's, what, it's my life, what I came in here to experience and to do and to be joyful. So I'm going to choose. I, have to, I will choose. If it makes someone else uncomfortable, the fact that, that I'm going a certain way in my career or spiritual path, uh, then that's their issue. And, and I'm going to hold, hold on to that and, and have strong boundaries. So I'm a coach and I coach uh, boundary, uh, a boundary program. Uh, also have a reinvention program. And these are programs that you can be with me for the boundary, um, becoming a boundary badass. It's a 12-week um, uh, program. The reinvention is 10 weeks. I have a new one, you guys, and this one is very exciting. It's an 11-week program called the New Relationship Blueprint. And I want to give you a little um, uh, taste of it today, and, and I think this is really going to help you get on, start getting on the right track in, in stopping those patterns and toxic uh, relationships. It's like I say we're dating the same guy in a different pair of pants, right? And so wherever you are in your relationship journey, I, I'm just so excited to support you in experiencing deep and connected love without losing yourself, without giving up your power. And if you give yourself fully to this process that, that I would take you through, but even just what I'm going to share today for you, you'll see relationships in a new way. So you can have a love affair with yourself and then you can create that relationship that you desire. So I really want you to, uh, well, you will discover, and I've discovered this, that you are the common denominator in all your relationships. Just like I talked about, you know, me being in all these toxic relationships, I was the common denominator. So I had to really take a look at that. You're empowered to take responsibility for getting unstuck and changing the way you see feel and respond to love. And so process in, in the new relationship blueprint is reframing relationship as a spiritual path. And that first step is about learning how to take a conscious approach to relationship and knowing that no relationship is going to save you. Instead, it's meant to grow you. So we grow with every interaction, every, every relationship we have, we're growing. And so I wanted to just take you through a little bit of um, a little taste of this uh, in renovating your relationship blueprint and taking a conscious approach 
So this idea, it, it might be a little counter to the prevailing myth in our culture that relationship will save you. And that myth is, <laughs> that myth is, is really embedded into our operating system. So I'm just going to explore this a little bit with you. From fairy tales of being rescued, I used to dream of being a princess, and I loved Cinderella when I was a little girl, and, oh, the prince is coming on his white horse. So, you know, anything from fairy tales to being rescued from drudgery like Cinderella or being awakened from slumber by the magic kiss like Sleeping Beauty, people have envisioned themselves as damsels in distress to be rescued or heroes riding up on white horses. But you know what? Truth be told, real life isn't like the movies. <laughs> Haven't you noticed how almost all movies end right before the hard stuff begins? Yeah. Our society's told us that if we find the one, if we just find that one, the O-N-E, we won't ever have to feel lonely, sad, or rejected again. And that if we're single, either by choice or chance, there's something wrong with us. So what we do is we'll look for a relationship that's going to provide us with validation and approval, but that's really a myth because relationships won't prevent you from feeling any of those unpleasant emotions. And I just want to share, you know, the only person who can ease your feelings of loneliness, sadness, or rejection is you. The only person who can validate you and give you the approval you seek is you. And until you love and accept yourself, no one else's validation is going to stick. And I really let that, you know, hurt me to my core when the men would, would um, put down my, my hobbies. In my early 20s, I was living with a man for about four years. Looking back, I saw, oh, my God, he was the classic textbook narcissist. But I didn't know what a narcissist was back then. And it doesn't really matter. We don't have to label people. We just know that, you know, there's some verbal or emotional abuse or it doesn't feel good or the treatment is not acceptable. But I was an actor back then, and I was doing TV commercials and modeling and going to acting class. I also loved going to aerobics. I I worked full-time in a restaurant. Uh, For me... Getting, booking a TV commercial was a big deal. I came from a small town outside of Seattle, and all my life I loved TV commercials. I just thought they were so cool, and I used to practice them. And in the, There was something called Pearl Drops tooth, tooth Polish and back then in the 70s, and, and I used to – I'd have that, and I'd, I'd brush my teeth in the mirror, and I'd run my – tongue over my over my teeth and I do like the the woman did in the commercial and I'd say mmm feel that cool clean taste pearl drops tooth polish you know I'd practice it or I'd I'd do the polishing of the furniture we had a lot of wooden furniture back then in the 70s and I'd get the pledge the polish lemon scented and I'd polish the furniture and I'd stop and hold up the can and do a commercial right there I know it sounds crazy but I just loved it and I thought oh my god if I could ever be on TV in a TV commercial that would just be it for me and well lo and behold uh, when I was 10 years old I did move down to Los Angeles and I immediately got one of the best uh, commercial agents in in Hollywood 
And I booked a, a, my first commercial that I booked pretty quickly was a, a national Chevrolet commercial, and it was a Christmas commercial. And I loved it. Well, I was with somebody else at that point, and I got some McDonald's commercials. And over my career, I did about 16 commercials. So, not, it, I mean, a, a good amount for somebody coming from a small town whose dream was to do commercials, but then not so big of amount to some people who were doing, booking them left and right. So they were not that easy to get. There was a lot of competition. And so when I had this boyfriend uh, that I lived with, we'll call him Logan, uh, he was so jealous. I don't know. He, he would um, sabotage my auditions. And I, uh, we, back then we had answering machines. We didn't have cell phones or anything like that. So the agent would call. And if you didn't pick up on the landline, they'd leave a message on the answering machine. Okay, you've got an audition tomorrow at 2 p.m. at this such and such studios. Uh, um, you know, upscale, upscale casual or whatever for McDonald's, um, uh, you know, whatever, call back to confirm. And so you'd get all the information, the place, everything, and then call back to confirm. Well, he would purposely, if I was not home, he would uh, not, and then he'd leave. He wouldn't put on the answering machine. He wouldn't turn it on. If I did have an audition, he would have an argument before, so I would be crying. He did anything to sabotage. When I did book a commercial and I would be over the moon and I'd tell him, I've got this commercial, he would just sit there scowling, scowling. And, um, I just couldn't understand it. It was so painful that, that the things that brought me joy and that I loved um, that he tried to sabotage. And that was something that continued. And so um, we're really, you know, that's what, that's what I meant when I said healthy relationships is really about loving yourself because the relationships remain on shaky ground when you require someone else to determine your worthiness. And I was, you know, obviously uh, letting him determine my worthiness because I stayed with someone who treated me so shabbily, so badly. I must not have felt worthy enough to to cut that, cut him loose. Um, I finally did after a few years. Um, but let's think about what messages uh, about relationships that you see over and over so like I was saying, the new relationship blueprint, we reframe relationship as a spiritual path. So let's define that. We're not talking about chasing enlightenment or a relationship with God or a higher power. This spiritual path is about your personal transformation and embracing your expressing truth. So when we accept the truth, we can turn our love towards ourselves before we turn it on others because so often us empaths we're giving everything we've got to that person oh he talked to me like that because he just had a bad day at work or he had a bad childhood or he had a couple drinks or it's always you know what else can I do what can I do to make it better no we 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 want to I teach you how and we practice this to turn our love and our attention and centeredness towards ourselves before anyone else so ultimately, our relationships are they're teachers that help us to become more whole, conscious beings. Relationship is like a schoolroom for personal growth and spiritual development. You know, I've had to, yes, totally schoolroom. I, I feel like I've gotten an F many times and I had to go repeat the class and repeat that grade. And our most intimate relationships give us the absolute best schoolroom for our growth. They bring out the best in us. Because we love so deeply, but they also bring out the worst in us because they cause us to bump up against against our beliefs and fears. 
and they draw to us partners who are our greatest teachers. I have learned so much, and sometimes I regret, you know, now in my just going into my sixth decade on this on this big blue ball. Oh my gosh, why couldn't I have gotten these lessons when I was still young and beautiful and you know sexy and you know more younger? But now I see the richness. I see, well, I finally got it. And I'm still working on things, but I finally got it. I finally love myself. I finally set strong boundaries. And it feels good. And now I'm that wise woman. I'm that one that holds the space for other women, Whether, no matter what your age. Uh, you may be 70, 80, and still need to work on this or still finally get it. And it's not too late. Don't throw in the towel. It does not matter your age to love yourself, to clean up those patterns and to have strong boundaries and get into a great relationship. Even if you decide not to get into a relationship, maybe you've been married a few times, you've had kids, you're like, you know, I really don't, I'm not interested in that. But you're going to have relationships with other people in your life, bosses, family members, and yourself. And so this is something that is, you know, really priceless. So, yeah. If you've ever wondered why the same issues tend to come up in relationship after relationship or repeatedly in your current relationship, it's because those issues are at the core of your curriculum. You will unconsciously orchestrate the exact relationship to learn what you need to. If you need to learn you're lovable, you'll feel rejected over and over. If you need to learn that your body's beautiful, you'll draw partners who criticize those few extra pounds. If you need to learn your own space and learn to own your own space in the world, you're going to repeatedly choose relationships where you have to fight for your voice and be heard. That was a major one for me. Relationships provide the perfect opportunity to expose your patterns and to change them. So, In reality, reframing relationship as a spiritual path doesn't mean that some partnerships won't fall apart. It doesn't mean that we won't have painful experiences in a relationship. We might need to move on to a new schoolroom with a new partner, or we might need some time on our own to regroup. So the purpose of a relationship is not only school, of course, but Remember, you can't rely on another person, not even a partner or spouse, to take care of all of your emotional needs. Uh, Women, a lot of times, will think, okay, well, he should just know what I want. He should know. He knows me so well. He should know that that I wanted flowers or what I wanted for Valentine's Day. Or he should have known that I don't eat you know, sugar anymore. He should have known. Mind readers, right? No, they, they, they can't take care of all your emotional needs. Relying on an external source for your internal well-being sets you up for disappointment and pain. The good news is that you have the power to rely on yourself. So when you view relationship as a spiritual path, you have the opportunity to heal instead of run. Relationships become a place to learn, Relationships can have the capacity, elasticity, and resiliency to hold you in your truth, in your differences, in your discomfort, just all of it. So you may want to come back to this episode and uh, get a journal and sit with it. So I'm going to ask you some things, you know, what's coming up for you? What's the impact of looking at a relationship as a spiritual path? So if you, if you want to um, save this and listen to it again and, and um, really work with this and really absorb this, 
So uh, when you when you want to write this down or think about this or sit in meditation, what does come up to you uh, with what I've just shared? And what is the impact of looking at relationship as a spiritual path? And so another thing that you want to take a look at and think about is what is a story you've told yourself about relationships? What's a story you've told yourself? The Cinderella story, uh, Prince Charming is going to come and save you, or, you know, what is it? And then what's the reality? What's the reality? What's the story you've told yourself, and what's the reality? So maybe a story you've told yourself about a relationship is that they cannot, they can completely fulfill you, right? Maybe you've said, you know, a relationship, the man can completely fulfill me. And maybe the reality is that relationships have not fulfilled you at all. So just allow these myths to come to the surface and to be released. And then think about what is the cost of believing that relationships can save you. What is the cost to that? And then let yourself see how reframing relationships as a spiritual path can serve you. You might want to make some notes about that and use that as a journal prompt. And then I want you to let yourself see what will be possible for you when you drop the stories, the myths, and reframe relationship as a spiritual path. What would be possible? For me, what would be possible, what has been possible, is fully relying on myself knowing that I don't need anyone else to validate me, to tell me that my interests and hobbies are okay, that it's okay for me to do spirit communication or mediumship or do a plant medicine journey. I don't allow people to shame me for, for, for that. I am who I am. I came in this way, and you came in the way you are. Think about when you were a child. What were the things you loved to do? I mean, you were you were a yogi when you were born. Born when you were a little kid. Think you know you could sit there and and put your put your leg right over the back of your head. <laughs> you were so flexible. You were so open. You were so joyful. Uh, the things that you liked to do, you'd immediately gravitate towards, and you'd do it. And when you were younger, maybe you liked finger painting or writing poetry or reading or going and playing with with trucks and filling them with sand and building sandcastles or building forts in the woods. Maybe you liked walking the dogs in the neighborhood. Maybe you wanted to be a ballerina and you loved to dance. And so those things are still alive in you now. And so connect with that. Connect with that child. What did you love to do? Did someone try to tamp that down? Did someone tell you you could never do it? Oh, you're, you're too, you're not thin enough to be a ballerina. You're too short or you're too tall or you could never, you know, become a famous musician. Do you know how, how, um, what the odds are? When I wanted to be an actor, and I remember one of my family members uh, telling me, "Oh, you know what, honey? That, that's a one in a million chance." Instead of saying, "Go for it. You love it. Do it." Um, so we are our cheerleaders. We are that powerful goddess who knows we deserve who knows we deserve to do anything that we want to do. I get so emotional now talking about this because how dare, 
How dare someone else define who we are or our reality, and yet we allow it. So that's where strong boundaries come in, and boundaries are not telling someone else what they can and cannot do or what they shouldn't do or to stop this or don't say that. Boundaries are between you and you. It's always between ourselves. So uh, what we will and will not accept, what we will and will not tolerate, and it's, it's powerful when you start working with those boundaries and reframing things as a spiritual path. Ah, so just, uh, you know, as after listening to this and possibly coming back to it, maybe doing some journaling and thinking about things, continue to bring to the surface the myths that you hold about relationship and stay curious and notice what shifts. So I just invite you, before I go, to maybe you want to put your hand on your heart and just I'm inviting you to take a moment to acknowledge yourself for something specific. Acknowledge yourself for something wonderful. I'm acknowledging myself for showing up for the work that I'm meant to do in the world. I'm acknowledging myself for staying true to the things I love. And I'm acknowledging you for listening to this podcast, for being curious, for willing to look at things in a different way and shift the patterns. And I want you to know that you are worthy. You are special. You are amazing. You are worth being in a loving, respectful, kind relationship if that is what you desire. And so... I'm sending you much, much love, and until next time. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. If you love this podcast, please leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button. For more inspiration and to stay connected, find me on Instagram at The Mystical Matchmaker or my website, MarlaMartinson.com. Much, much love and hope you have a mystical, magical day.